A lot has happened since I last recorded and released an episode. It's been about five months, and (laughs) a lot has changed. I graduated. Big fucking waste of time that was, considering I can't get a job with my master's degree. And Scream 6 was released, which we all know that Scream is my favorite franchise of all time. I've made, I think, two episodes now dedicated to it. And I kind of wanted to just come back and talk about Scream 6 and do an updated ranking of the franchise. A very easy episode because I have actually been working on the Film Degree Awards episode for so long. And I've put so many hours into it. And I'm going to be honest. I don't think I want to do it anymore. I really don't. I dread having to write the script more and more every day. And it's not been easy for me recently. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm in a slump right now. And forcing myself to do that... It's just getting on my nerves and it has stopped me from making another episode. I would have come back probably two months ago if I wasn't working on the awards episode because I wanted the awards to be the first episode back, my grand return, because I had a lot planned for it. It was really big and I've written so many pages and I wrote a pretty good Um, opening monologue for it that I thought was pretty funny, but it is just making me miserable. (laughs) I'd rather just do these random episodes on things I watch than doing hours upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of work for really nothing in return. Um... The last time I did it, I probably I spent so many days editing that and so many hours that I'm just thinking about it and I want to cry thinking of doing it again. So I didn't want to scrap it because I've already spent so many hours on it and it's been months. But let's be real. I am a huge flake, as we all know. I always am saying, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then I never do it. And I just want to get into this. So... <laughs> I decided to come back with a Scream episode instead, and we'll see what I end up doing with my awards episode. I mean, it's months after awards season, so does anybody care? Probably not. Probably not. So let's talk about Scream instead, because I have seen it now three times, I think. I wanted to make an episode right after it um, came out which was, I believe it was March 11th, actually, when it was released. Let me double check. I think I only remember it being March 11th because that's my sister's birthday. Um, March 10th. Okay, I lied. It was March 10th. I went and saw the, uh, the 3D fan screening, and I saw it with a bunch of my friends who I had forced to watch all of the movies. Let's just talk about the fan screening for a moment. I did get an awesome poster that is currently framed and on my wall. I love the poster. It's amazing. They did give it to us right when we walked in, which I thought was annoying because it wasn't rolled up or anything or in any sort of plastic. So I had to hold it. And thankfully, I wasn't like eating popcorn or anything. So I didn't get it all greasy. But if I was eating popcorn, that would have been a problem. 
that would have been a big problem. But they did play some things at the start that because there was like an extra 10 minutes of footage that I saw on the runtime when I was looking at the tickets and I was not sure what they were going to play. They played the Demi Lovato music video, which I had already seen because she released it prior to the screening. I do like the song Demi Lovato did for the movie. I actually really like it. I've listened to it a whole bunch. I think the music video is fine. It's not all that exciting. It does have footage from the movie. It's kind of like a mini trailer with Demi Lovato singing and running around with her friends. <laughs> um, but I do like the song, so it wasn't like annoying for that to be playing. And then there was just like, the only thing I really remember was the cast sitting down and they were like, oh, this movie is so fun and scary or something like that. And then there was like a game that I believe it was Mason Gooding, Jenna Ortega and Melissa Barrera played where they were putting their hand in like a body bag and they had to guess what they were touching or something like that. This is Patrick from the future while I'm editing this. I also completely forgot, but they played a skit starring the people, like it was a Reno 911 skit where they got a call about Ghostface or something. That was it. It was basically an ad for Reno 911 where they were talking about Ghostface. So, yeah. And that was it. Was that completely worth it? No, not really. Um, but I did get to see the movie in 3D, which was kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big 3D person. I did see, um, like, I think I can list the amount of movies I've seen in 3D on one hand. I remember I saw Monster House in 3D. And that was like 2006 or something. That was a long time ago. I saw... Journey to the Center of the Earth with Brendan Fraser and Josh Hutcherson in 3D. I believe that was also like 2005, 2006. Um, basically back in the era where things would pop out at the screen and they would make sure like they would reach out to the camera and do a bunch of 3D gimmicks back when that was like a big trend. And then I think I saw, I saw the original Avatar in 3D. And then I ended up seeing the second one that just came out in 3D. And I think that's the only movies I've seen in theaters in 3D. So was this being in 3D a big selling point for me? No, not really. The only reason why I chose to do it in 3D was because it's the only Scream movie that's ever been in 3D. And I think this was like the only screening that was in 3D, at least at my theater. Like they weren't doing it again the next day. So I thought, what the hell? Let's just see this in 3D. So the movie starts and <laughs> it's like, it looked like the screen was vibrating in the glasses. So I watched the first five, 10 minutes, basically the entire opening sequence with it being the screen being messed up. But I wasn't sure that like it was messed up. I was kind of thinking the whole movie was going to be like this because they just fucked up the 3D and it wasn't meant to be in 3D and it just looks like shit. 
and everyone in the theater was like what's going on like they were kind of like we were talking to the people next to us the woman next to us like are you seeing it like this too or is it just my glasses because it really only looked like it was vibrating when you put the glasses on when you took them off it just looked blurry like how a regular 3d movie looks without the glasses so they ended up someone went and got like the manager or something a worker and then they um they called the projectionist and I could hear the projectionist because I was right under the projector and then I heard them flip a switch and then it was no longer vibrating and they rewound the movie and we started over and everyone clapped and we were all happy or whatever so I did see the movie in 3D was the 3D worth it um I thought it was fun. There was nothing really 3D about it. It was just more of like, there was more depth to it, I guess. And I thought it looked cool. It was fun. It was an experience I don't regret. I have seen it since without being in 3D. And it doesn't take away from the movie that it's no longer in 3D. It was kind of just like a fun thing to do. And I had a lot of fun seeing it. Spoiler alert there when we get to my ranking. I don't want to talk too much about the movie until I get to it in my ranking, and that will be the bulk of the episode. Um, But I had a really great time at the movie. I actually think it was one of the best theater experiences I've ever had, even with the 3D mishap that happened in the first 10 minutes. I think I was, it was just like the excitement of it. I was so excited to see this movie. I was terrified to see this movie because I was scared for certain characters. I was very excited to see certain characters back. It was a really good time. I had a, a great time with my friends. It was just super fun. So that was forever ago now. I've seen it now two more times, I think, on Paramount Plus because that's what it's still on. I'm waiting for the physical release. I think I want to get the Steelbook because I have the Steelbook for five. You guys may or may not know. I don't think I've ever talked about this, but I have a very extensive physical media collection, particularly with movies. I have about... Actually, I have a list on letterbox that I made. So let me just double check. Um, I have a total of 979 movies. Some of those I have dual copies for (laughs) because I have them on DVD and Blu-ray. My Blu-ray collection is a little bit smaller. It's 307 of those 979 movies. And really I'm only looking for Blu-rays at this point. I don't typically buy DVDs anymore. I switched to the Blu-ray lifestyle now. But I'm currently trying to rearrange my whole collection because I am planning to move once I get a job. And am I going to get a job anytime soon? It's not looking great for me, guys. It's not looking great for me. I have applied to about 50 jobs this month. I've had two interviews. But anyway, I'm getting so, so off track here. Where did I get to this? Oh, I was saying, I think I want to get the Steelbook. But you know me. I have actually a couple copies of Scream. I have two, no, I have three VHS tapes. I'm looking for one more, maybe two more of the original. I have two Blu-rays of it. I have a DVD. 
Um, I have two Blu-rays of the of Scream 2. I have the DVDs of all of them except for five. Um, I have the Blu-rays for all of them. I have them in 4K. I have them in regular. Like, it's a sick obsession. It's a sick obsession. And I don't even have all the ones that I want. I just like collecting junk. <laughs> and I recently just started collecting music as well vinyls it's the first time I've ever gotten into vinyls but I now have three and I don't have a job obviously I'm unemployed I'm in my unemployment loser era but I want to buy shit all the time it makes me feel good so I'm like trying to stop myself from buying records and movies because I don't have the money for it I mean I do have the money for it but it's in savings and I'm trying to save and I'm not getting any more income I got my last paycheck like a week ago so <sighs> my life's a mess, but let's talk about Scream. I don't think I have ranked the series since five came out. I like, I don't even know if I ranked five in there. I'm not sure. You know, I've done a couple episodes of Scream already. It is my favorite franchise. I've done, I think I did a like overview of the series, which was four fucking hours long. And, you know, another big waste of my fucking time. <laughs> And then I did a review of five. So I don't know if I did a ranking. So this will be a completely updated ranking. I've had time to sit on it with six that came out. So let's start from least favorite to favorite. And I will say that even my least favorite, I still love. I've given everything either a four or a five out of five star rating. I love these movies. I've seen them all multiple times. I watch them all the time. They are like my ultimate comfort movies. That and Charlie's Angels. <laughs> so, okay. My least favorite in the franchise would have to be Scream 5. I still like Scream 5. I just don't think Radio Silence fully nailed it for me. I know a lot of people do think that they nailed it. I, however do not. I think the thing about Scream 5 what that bothers me most is that it feels very artificial, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but it feels very soundstagey to me. And I think the only reason why I think that is the final act that takes place at Stu's house or technically Amber's house. Oh, also, I guess full on spoilers for all of these movies, but um, you shouldn't be listening to this if you haven't seen them. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, but it's so clear that the house that they're in is not a real house, which, you know, is fine, obviously. It just doesn't look real to me. It's very polished. Everything is very polished. It doesn't have the warmth that I think Wes Craven brought to the original four. It just is missing that Wes Craven magic for me. And now people will say, well, it's not Wes Craven, like give it up. This is a new series. Got it. It's fine. I still really like this movie. I don't care for how we have it. We didn't get another scene with Dewey, Gale, and Sydney. Um, I don't like some of the writing. I think the writing is pretty weak here, dialogue wise. Um, I don't think these writers for the newer movies can nail Gail Weathers as well as they have before. 
I don't know. It's just my least favorite. I really like the ending. I think watching Sydney Prescott and Gail Weathers in the finale is so fun and so um, satisfying once they take down Ghostface together. It is something that I have always wanted out of the franchise. I like the new characters. I, um, I thought the brutality in this one upped their game a little bit from four, even though I think four is, um, pretty brutal in its kills, especially, you know, like the infamous Olivia kill where she's literally disemboweled. Um, I liked how the opening was a little different and how it didn't open up in an opening kill. It opened in an opening attack. She survived. I liked it. I really like Scream 5. It just so happens to be my least favorite. I just think it has a little bit of a pacing issue and the writing isn't as strong. I like the motivation for the killers. I know a lot of people don't. I like it. I think I had no problem with the killers whatsoever. I thought all of that was done really well. I loved seeing the old cast again. I think we could have used more of them, but maybe that's just me being selfish. Were they needed? I'm not sure. Maybe for me they were. I don't know. <laughs> I would always love to have more Dewey, Gail, and Sydney. Did I love Dewey's death? No, I do not. I don't think he died with that much dignity, I guess. <laughs> I didn't mind what they did with Dewey's character. Um, I know some people did. I I thought it was different. It is not what I would have expected them to do with Dewey's character. I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with him and Gale being split up again. I wish we could have seen more of them together or at least fight Ghostface off together. But I guess the thing I didn't like about Dewey's death, which kind of bothers me most about this movie, is that he didn't technically die saving anybody. He didn't go out heroically. He kind of just got killed. I feel like the movie tried to make it seem like, oh no, he saved Tara and Sam and Richie, Buck Richie. But he didn't. He they, he could have escaped with them through the elevator, but he said he needed to shoot them in the or shoot Ghostface in the head, and then he gets taken down. So he could have easily survived. He didn't save them. He did save them, but he didn't die saving them. You know what I mean? If he didn't show up, yes, Tara could have easily died. I don't know if um. Amber would have killed Tara. I don't really understand their relationship because I was led to believe, I think before it came out that they were supposed to be a couple and they cut that storyline out in post. I'm not sure, not sure at all, but I still really like the movie. Seeing Sidney Prescott enter Stumacher's house again is pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. And I love that finale. I love Sam taking down Richie. I love Gail and Sydney taking down Amber. It it just feels perfect for me. So while I still really like the movie, four out of five for me, it is my least favorite. Next above that would have to be Scream 3. Now I've gone back and forth on Scream 3. I used to not care for it as much and it used to be my least favorite, but... 
I've grown, I grow more and more fond of it as time goes on because of course I love Wes Craven. I think he has like the perfect sense of humor and how he films things. And he um, does have like, like I said, a certain warmth to his movies that I really like, even if I think his movies are, or even if some of his movies are so dread inducing and awful, like The Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> but I do think he just brings something to his movies that can't be replicated. And even though obviously Scream 3 has the most problems with it in terms of writing because of all the rewrites and all of the constrictions they had by the studio, I still have such a good time with Scream 3. It is definitely the funniest of the bunch. I like how it focuses on Dewey and Gale more than it does Sydney, even though I think Sydney or Nev Campbell gives her best performance in Scream 3. Um, the killer is not as satisfying as it could have been. I don't mind the storyline of Roman Bridger. I actually quite like the mystery aspect of it, but I don't think the movie set up him being the killer much or as good as it could have um i remember when i saw it for the first time and roman was unmasked and i was like wait who because he's not really in the movie that much and when we meet him for the first time like his back is to the camera he's just so he's such a he's such a side character that it's just kind of jarring and i do always kind of find it funny that when he unmasks himself to sydney He's literally just some guy. Like, she's never met Roman pre-Ghostface. She has no idea who this guy is. He's just unmasked himself, and he's like, hey. And she's just like, who the fuck are you? You know? Like, <laughs> it's just, it doesn't have a big satisfying conclusion for me, considering that this was meant to be the final of the trilogy. But... Parker Posey is such a star and she is so funny as Jennifer Jolie that I can't, I can't be mad at anything in Scream 3. And I love the whole Hollywood setting. I like the um, backstory for Maureen. I like the mystery of it. It is really fun. It can be really stupid and goofy, but it works because I think Wes Craven can make it work. It's the least scary of the bunch. I don't think there's that much tension in it. Um, I wish there was some more. I wish the chase scene in the mansion with Dewey, Gale, and Jennifer was more thrilling than it is. Uh, it's a bit more slapstick than the others, but you know, it is what it is. And I still find it incredibly fun. I still find it incredibly fun. I... I actually find myself rewatching Scream 3 more than I ever have before recently. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. Still, four out of five for me. So moving on to my fourth favorite, I'll say. I'm not going to say least favorite. My fourth favorite. I'm going to have to go with Scream 6. Now, this is going to be the bulk of the episode. Let's talk about Scream 6. Scream 6 for me is easily the scariest of the bunch. I love the New York setting. I actually wish they could have done a little more with it, but I think because of COVID, because of restrictions, um, it was a little bit more contained, but you know, that's fine for me because I think the setting really helped this movie. I loved the subway 
scene. I loved Gail's apartment. I I really just like the setting. I like these characters. I think I've grown to love the core four a lot more than I did in um, part five. Melissa Barrera absolutely steals the show. I think she got, well, I don't think, I know she got a huge amount of like flack for her performance in five, which I didn't think was bad at all, but she really came and proved herself with part six. She is so good in this movie and I am excited to see her again, hopefully. I liked Gail. Gail has one incredible scene in this movie. Obviously her big showdown with Ghostface, something we haven't really seen before. We saw it. Um, we, she had a really great, obviously iconic chase scene in Scream 2, but she's never really had a big standoff fight with him. She did fight with Ghostface in part four, but it wasn't a big, it wasn't like this. This is like nothing the series has really done before with a, with a character like her. Um, we've seen Sydney go head to head with Ghostface so many times, but we've never seen it with Gail or really Dewey for that matter until, you know, his death. <laughs> but Courtney Cox is such a important part to the series. And I think she's so undervalued in the horror community in general. She is just as much of a final girl as Sydney is. And she is my favorite character in the franchise. So let's actually talk about her big action standoff with Ghostface. I wore a Fitbit to the movie and like, I honestly, I should have checked before, but I think my heart rate like jumped like 50 beats per minute during this scene. Like I was on the edge of my seat. I was so terrified for Gail and I really thought that they were going to kill her in this scene. Um, it's, it's so intense and she fights off like crazy it is such a good scene. It is one of my favorite scenes in the whole series. I could watch it again and again. I think it is so well choreographed and Courtney is so good in the scene and the stunt people are incredible and the actor who plays Ghostface, I wish I would have checked before this. He's great. The whole scene is great. I love the um I love how Gail kind of outsmarts Ghostface with um hanging up on him and calling him back so she knew where he was when the phone rang. It was so good. And I was, I was so scared that when Ghostface finally had her pinned and he was pushing that, or I should say she, because it was a woman this time, but I, I really thought that the knife was going to go through her head. And I was like, they better not disrespect Gail that way. Like, this is too much. Are you fucking joking? And then, you know, Sam and Tara saved the day and still, I still, Gail says, tell Sydney he didn't get me or something. And I started crying. I'm not even joking. In the theater, it was so embarrassing. I started crying because I thought, this is it. This is the end of Gail. And I just can't believe it. She is my favorite character of all time, not just in screen, but anywhere. I love Gail. I love Courtney Cox. And thankfully, she had a weak pulse, as the paramedic said. But I am disappointed that we never see her again after this, not even in the hospital or anything. Like, come on. I'm a little irritated with that. And then speaking of being irritated, there are a few things that I don't care for in Scream 6. Um, I get that it's a slasher, 
But I do think that Scream 6 is a little bit more stabby stabby than I care for. I think too many characters are stabbed and survive. When it comes to Scream, I think it's been always been a bit more realistic in how you're stabbed once or twice and you're kind of down. Like it's you're struggling to make it once you've been stabbed once, let alone multiple times. I can't even count how many times Tara has been stabbed from five to six. She was absolutely brutally stabbed multiple times, leg broken, stabbed through the hand, stabbed in the abdomen many times in the opening of five. Then we get to six. She's stabbed, I think, in the back. And then she's stabbed in the stomach. She's shot in the arm. And then at the end, she's kind of just okay. And you're like, oh, okay. So they're superhuman. (laughs) And then, you know, Chad was stabbed, I don't know, 30 fucking times by two ghost faces. And he survives. Now, I know that upset a lot of people. Didn't upset me too much because I do like Chad. But it's a bit overkill, I think. I think it takes away the fear of in these movies. Like, I'm not too terribly scared if someone gets stabbed in these because from the history of these characters, I think they're going to be okay because how many times is Tara going to be stabbed and still be fine? A lot. So it does kind of take away the suspense, I think, with having them get stabbed so many times and live. Like (laughs) one scene in particular in the end where um, Sam and Tara are stabbed, shot, Kirby stabbed. I think Kirby was stabbed twice or something and she was shot as well. And she's laying at the floor of the theater and then Sam and Tara take out the ghost faces And then at the end, the last ghost face standing goes unconscious. So Sam decides to take the time to pull out the theatrics, dress up like ghost face, stab him a bunch, which visually is really fun. Like, let's be real. Seeing Sam stab someone multiple times is a great time. We love it. We love it. But she did take the time to set that whole thing up. And then once that's done, Sam and Tara sit down and they have a laugh after, you know, they have some pretty deep wounds themselves, but they're like, that was so crazy. I'm going to therapy after this. And they laugh. And in my head, I'm thinking, can y'all get up and go check on our girl Kirby, who is literally on the floor somewhere bleeding out? Like, what are you doing? Go check on my girl. (laughs) And speaking of Kirby, I loved seeing Hayden Panettiere back. I've missed her. She was a really big part of um, my childhood because she was so big and famous at that time when I was growing up. Obviously, she hasn't been in anything in quite a bit of time. And we know through the press and stuff, whether she wants us to know or not, that she has had a lot of struggles. But it was so great to see her back. I don't know how I feel about her being an FBI agent. I don't know. And I do think like this movie kind of, 
I think the new ones kind of became a little bit of parody of the original themselves rather than just the genre itself, like the originals, where like, or maybe it's just a more modern thing where we have all these big franchises then, but like when Kirby come or pops up for the first time in the movie, she has her grand entrance. You know, like there's a pause for the audience to basically clap. It feels very Marvel movie. I didn't care for that. I didn't think her entrance was like all that grand, um, but I loved what we got of her. I thought she was really charming as she was in Scream 4. Um, she had a horrible fucking wig or whatever. Like that was terrible. And I don't really understand it because Hayden Panettiere does have similar hair to that. So it was an interesting choice, her stiff ass bob. But, you know, she looked great. As always, Hayden Panettiere is gorgeous. We love Hayden Panettiere. Um, and I liked how she was, she got to be a part of the finale. And I liked the finale in general. I thought the setting was really fun. I liked how um, it was kind of surrounded by the franchise as a whole with all of the literal Easter eggs. I thought that was pretty clever to do because we're on Scream 6. What are we going to do? What are we going to be meta about? Easter eggs. Let's make them literal Easter eggs. I thought that was funny. I thought it was clever. I thought it was well done. I liked it. Was it a little unbelievable? Yes. I think Scream 6 is the one that you have to suspend the most belief for, even more than Scream 3 with its crazy voice changer. <laughs> Scream 6, you have to suspend a lot of belief. Like some things don't totally make sense. Like, how did Kirby not um, clock Bailey as being the father of Richie? How did she not clock a lot of things being in the FBI? I don't know. How or why didn't Sam and Tara call Gail repeatedly when they knew Ghostface was in her apartment and they drove to her in the police car? Why weren't they calling her then? Why did we only get a call way later once Ghostface already called her? I don't know. Does it, do I need to know? No, because the the scene was thrilling anyway, but I do have to suspend a lot of belief with this movie. <laughs> but I do think this one was really scary. Ghostface, this is the first time Ghostface wasn't really clumsy at all. He was terrifying. He was kind of in Michael Myers territory here, which was an interesting change after five movies in i do think the series needed a little bit of a change so i welcomed this and i think like the scariest thing scream has ever done was definitely the um ladder scene and being in sam and tara's apartment that was so fucking scary i was terrified watching that um, Ghostface trying to push that door open as Mindy was holding the door back and they're climbing out the window. Scary shit. Ghostface was really scary. I liked it a lot. So yeah, I really like this movie. I had a lot of fun with it. I think it's much bigger than the other ones. Um, I really like the core four. I do think Mindy's monologuing is a bit much. It is no longer as realistic i think as the original i think like i guess i'm a little tired of the friend group accusing each other of being ghostface it just feels really unnatural for them to be doing in my opinion 
I think there needs to be less accusing and more trying to figure out who it is without accusing each other. You know what I mean? Um, like in the original, when they're kind of going back and forth, like, oh, maybe it's you in the scene when they're on the fountain. I don't think any of them actually think any of them are the killer. They're just being assholes to each other. Um, but now in the last two, it's very much one of us in the room is the killer. And I think it's you and you're just, it's just like a bit much, but I do really like Mindy. I thought she was, I liked her more in this one than I did in five. And I even liked her in five. So I really liked her. The core four were really well done here. I really was rooting for them all. So I'm not that terribly upset that none of them died. I know a lot of people were um, upset with Six because so few people died. I think they said like more ghost faces died than main characters, which is kind of true. <laughs> but I don't mind it because I wouldn't, I would like to see these characters again. Do I think they need to die in the next one? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Do I want to see Gale in the next one? No, because I can't sit through another fucking movie being terrified for her to die because she's the only one I don't want to die. I love her so much. But if we did get Sydney Prescott back again, I would like to see Gail again, but they can't be touched. I'm sorry. Whoever is in control of Scream, whether it's Radio Silence or someone else, please, I'm begging. But speaking of Sydney, I did miss her and I do miss her. I do think that is something the movie was missing. Um, I don't think the line that they gave her, like, oh, she deserves her happy ending. <sighs> sure. You know, she does. Obviously she deserves her happy ending, but I want to see her. I want to see her. And I understand why she wasn't there, but she was incredibly missed. And I hope they can work something out in the future and pay her what she deserves. Um, what am I forgetting? Oh, the killers. Did I love them? No, they're probably my least favorite ghost faces. Did I like the motivation? Yes. I liked how it paralleled Scream 2 quite a bit. And I hope Scream 7 parallels Scream 3. Um, did I love them? No. I called, well, I thought that, I mean, it was pretty obvious who they were except for one because, you know, you think she's dead, but then she reveals she faked her death. But the other two are pretty obvious once you get going into the movie. And is that a huge problem for me? No, but they are my least favorite of the bunch. Um, as for the opening scene, I liked how they changed it up and we saw an unmasked ghost face. One of my like wish lists for a Scream movie is that halfway through they kill a ghost face and unmask him and it's like one of their friends and it causes more paranoia among them to see who's working with who's the other ghost face. I always thought that would be really fun if we got a Ghostface kill earlier in the movie and got one unmasked. So when Ghostface took his mask off in the opening, that was pretty fun and exciting. And I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was well done. And I really liked Samara Weaving. So it worked for me. I liked it. A lot of fun. The whole movie's a lot of fun. I actually think it's one of the most fun of the bunch. But again, you have to suspend a lot of belief. So another four out of five for me. 
Um, next, we'll just kind of jump through these a little bit more faster since I've already talked about my feelings on these. But next will be Scream 2. It's a 5 out of 5 for me. Even if I don't absolutely love um, parts of the third act showdown as much as the others in the series, <laughs> really the only thing I don't care for is like, when Sydney and Mrs. Loomis are fighting and Sydney starts like <laughs> um, making the thunder and lightning and the fake flames go up and she knocks those um, like styrofoam bricks on her and Mrs. Loomis acts like they're real bricks. It's just it's a bit odd, but it's fun. And I like the setting. And there are some of my favorite shots in the movie, one of which is when Mrs. Loomis looks through the people or the bullet hole and sees Sydney um, with the axe cutting the ropes. I love that shot so much. I love it. Nev Campbell is so good in Scream 2 and Scream 2 has some of the best scenes of the franchise. We get Gail's awesome chase sequence. We get Derek um, tied up and Mickey taunting Sydney. We get um, Sarah Michelle Geller. We get Marsha Gay, not Marsha Gay Harden. Oh my God. Rebecca Gayhart <laughs> and Portia de Rossi being Rebecca Gayhart and Portia de Rossi. We get that awesome car sequence where Sydney and um, Hallie have to climb out of the window. We get Heather Graham. We get the Jada Pinkett Smith opening. Like Scream 2 is so good. I love Scream 2. And it has the, I think that is like the one that has peak um, Wes Craven warmth to it. And I don't know how to describe it other than Wes Craven warmth. You know what I mean? It just has that Wes Craven warmth. <laughs> but I love Scream 2. Five out of five. I could watch it every day for the rest of my life. Um, yeah, I love it. I've already gushed over Scream 2 before. So moving on to maybe the most underrated, in my opinion, although some people really love Scream 4. Scream 4 is, I think, fans either put it at the top of their list or at the bottom. It's never really in the middle from what I've seen. Um, I love Scream 4. I actually think it's the smartest Scream of the bunch um, since the original, of course. I think it does the remake idea so geniusly, and I am a huge defender of the Scream 4 filter, the Vaseline on the camera. It gives Scream 4 the feeling of a remake, of the 2000s remakes that were so popular. Like, come on, people. It is integral to the movie. I love the Scream 4 filter, even if it looks like it is so different from the other three. It's genius. Come on. And I love seeing Sydney, Dewey, and Gail together again. Um, I think Gail has probably the best role of the three in this movie, with Dewey being the most sidelined. But it's so it's such a nice welcome for them. And it is like, I think, the perfect legacy sequel. 
they are still the main characters, but we are still getting that past the torch type of storyline, even though they surprise us all and it no longer becomes that because Jill Roberts, who was set up to be the Sydney Prescott of this new generation played by brilliantly by Emma Roberts is turned turns out to be the anti Sydney in the third act and is the crazy killer that we all love her to be. It is so genius and it was so unexpected. I remember when I saw it for the first time, my jaw was dropped. I think it was so clever. Everything that they did the twists and turns of four are some of the best in the franchise. And Emma Roberts is so, <laughs> she's so good in the third act and so funny. Maybe one of the funniest sequences of the series is when she is mutilating herself because she wants to be famous. It's just, it's so good. It's so good. It's so unexpected. And the fact that she almost gets away with it is so exciting. I love it. I love it so much. And Hayden Panettiere is so good. Such a scene stealer. Scream 4 is 5 out of 5. Amazing. It is so close to the original, in my opinion. It just doesn't get better than that. It really doesn't. It's just, it's perfect. And I think Ghostface is actually pretty scary in 4. Um... I know Charlie gets a lot of um, flack as Ghostface as being people's least favorites or least favorite, but he does most of the killing in that movie and he's brutal and he's scary. He's so scary. Um, that one of the best scenes is the Olivia death scene, but right before it, when he's taunting Kirby and he says he's in the closet and then he's like, I didn't say your closet or whatever. And he opens olivia's closet and he kills her it's just it's so it's so good and there's so many red herrings in the movie i love it i love it i love it i love it really the only thing that i can think of that i um wish was different is that they have so many deleted scenes that i think work so well in the movie that they would make it better like scenes with um why am i blanking on her name Kate, Kate Roberts, Sydney's aunt. I wish we could have seen more of her. I think her death was a little um, underwhelming or didn't have the emotional punch because we didn't get that connection because of the deleted scenes. And um, there's just a few other scenes that have been deleted that you can find that I just think would fit much better in the movie and make it more impactful. And I really don't know why they cut them, but even with them cut, it's still a top-notch slasher movie, a top-notch horror movie, and a top-notch movie overall. I love it. I think Wes Craven outdid himself with this one. It's smart. It's funny. It's scary. And I'm glad his final movie was one that was so, such a strong, confident movie as Scream 4. I love it. And obviously, my favorite of the bunch is the original Scream from 1996. It is my favorite movie of all time. I have seen it countless amount of times. I collect so much Scream stuff, Ghostface, posters. If my friends are getting me a gift, it's usually Scream related. I love Scream. I think it is the best slasher movie to ever be released. I think Kevin Williamson is the is a genius for coming up with this script. I think Wes Craven is a genius for directing it. I think the cast is incredible. Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, Matthew Lillard, 
um, Ski Ulrich, Rose McGowan, Jamie Kennedy. They're all great. Incredible. It's a classic. Are there, what else can I even say about Scream that hasn't been said? I don't want to waste too much time on it because we all know it's the best one. It's one of the best movies of all time. It's genius. I believe, I believe that it deserved awards recognition, serious awards recognition, Oscar nominations. I Don't get me started on how hard I will fight for the idea that Kevin Williamson deserved a nomination for this writing. I think Wes Craven could have gotten a director nominee nomination. It's come on. Drew Barrymore, supporting actress. Let's be real. Let's be real here. Give them their awards. Give them their flowers. I love that movie. I will never grow tired of it. I watch it so often and it's just one of those perfect movies where there's absolutely nothing wrong like nothing there's nothing I could even nitpick about it it's it's like a genius movie I love it um and then you know there's also the series that was on MTV and I think VH1 the third season was on VH1 I enjoyed it it's nowhere near what I think of the movie series but it's cute I recommend it I recommend it um I also recommend uh, Kevin Williamson's movie called Sick. I think it's on Peacock. It's either on Peacock or Paramount Plus. It's a slasher movie set during quarantine, the original lockdown that we all unfortunately lived through. But it is it's a really great movie. It's the whole thing is basically a chase sequence. So if you're into that kind of thing, it's really good. Kevin Williamson does not disappoint. But yeah, that's my updated Scream ranking. Starting from least favorite to favorite, Scream 5, Scream 3, Scream 6, Scream 2, Scream 4, Scream 1. I'm excited for what they come up with next. I've heard that Radio Silence might not return for the next one. Um, I can't say that I am too upset by that um if they do if they do return great if they don't i'm ready for someone else to take over as well um it doesn't matter if a scream movie is absolutely garbage i will still be there i don't think they've ever had one that's absolutely garbage but i just love ghostface i love these characters i will show up and be a fan no matter what so what would i like to see going forward if nev campbell does not return I only think I would, I think I would only want a, um, Gail Weathers, Courtney Cox cameo. I don't want to feel terrified for her anymore. I really don't. I love Gail Weathers. So I would like her to be in it less than what she already was, believe it or not, even though she is my favorite and I always want to see more from her. I can't live through that again. I can't live through being terrified like that. I was so scared in her chase scene, but I'd like to see more Kirby. I'd like to see more of the core four and I'd like to see more death. That's what I want. As much as I love these characters, I want to be terrified for them as well. Not just believe that they're going to be stabbed and be okay. I also think I would like to stay in New York. I like the New York setting. I'd like to see what they, what they could do with it even further let's go into some skyscrapers come on 
let's go in some big high rises. I think that would be much more fun. I want to see Sam and Tara running from Ghostface in Times Square. But those are my thoughts. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I hope to continue making episodes. I'm no longer going to make promises on certain episodes, but we'll see what I come up with next. And you will most likely hear from me again.